Desert Media presents The Bigger Picture. Hello, Chef Akmal. It is so nice to have you on The Bigger Picture podcast today. I know you're a very busy person, so thank you for taking the time out. How are you feeling? Thank you, Hiwa. Thank you for having me here. Uh, feeling good. Uh, very excited to do this podcast. Same here. I'm so excited. But starting off with the first question, I wanted to say that you are one of the most popular chefs in the UAE. And I wanted to know where it all started. And I want to know more about the person behind the chef. I don't know about popular, but you know, uh, yeah, I started um, uh, working with my parents uh, back in Singapore. So they started this uh, hawker stall in the heart of where we lived. Uh, back in 1992, so I was 10 years old, 9 years old, very young, don't know anything, you know, there was, it was pre-social media days, it was yeah, still TV. you can't promote on Instagram nothing, and all nothing, that. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> So uh, they took that risk, they, they jumped into that. Um, so at a very, very, very young age, I would, would be helping, you know, taking all those dirty plates from the table, okay. uh, cleaning... Uh, all the dirty odd jobs I would do. And that, that grew from year to year, from year to year. When I hit 18, that was my passport to leave and do this, do that. Yeah. Do, I, could, I could access to many things. So I did, I did really stupid jobs, you know, like, like, like I would sit by the truck driver, do, do, do uh, how to say, uh, uh, do deliveries or, okay. or yeah. Singapore had uh, the train system. I would uh, set up lifts for the same. No, any possible job yeah, you can think of. Twenty dollars an hour job, fifteen dollars okay. an hour job. Well, I had money, you know. Hmm. So then came one day, um, a very good friend of mine, a schoolmate. Uh, he was the first few who had uh, the motorcycle license. So okay. we, we 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 didn't have that yet. They, he had that. Hmm. So, okay, come, let's sit on a bike, let's, let's drive off, uh, go somewhere right now. So we drive to town. You, you, I was sit there, was sitting with him, I was just smoking, and looking around, wasting time. Yeah. And then <laughs> from that window of that restaurant, there was a chef with white toque, oh, right? Okay. White uniform, white pants, white shoes, white socks. And that looks like a very, very serious chef, yeah. like, like proper. So we were like looking at the place and then it says less L-E-S. A-M-I-S. A-M-I-S. Amis. Oh. So I didn't know how to speak French. Yeah. So less Amis. <laughs> what is this? Less Amis. Then uh, a few days after, I can't really remember hmm. how many days after, I was looking for a job, like classified, right? Remember yeah. those days, newspaper, you flip through, flip through. Hey, Les Amis looking oh, for... Oh, you saw that? Yes, I saw that. No way. Les Amis, same location, Orchard Road. Looking for commie, looking for waiter, looking for that, cook, whatever. I said, no, I'm going to go down. So I know the place, I go down. Took a yeah. bus, went down, knocked on the door. I think they were doing mid-lunch service. Okay. So maitre d' came out, French guy. They say, who are you? What do you want? <laughs> so I was I was with a long sleeve shirt, uh, yeah. jacket, no CV, no nothing. He said, what do you want? I said, uh, I saw an advertisement on the newspaper. I want to apply a job. Yeah. Okay, so he sat me one corner somewhere. The chef would literally, literally came two hours later. I so was, you were just waiting? Yes, I was just waiting. Nobody gave me water. Nobody said anything. Oh, God. Yeah, just, <laughs> just sat there. You were just sitting patiently. Yeah, because 
You can't do anything. Yeah, I, ne- I never did an interview at all. Oh, I that never, was your I, first one? Yeah, all the jobs was like, okay, you want a job? Okay, go. Yeah, like, exactly. So this is like proper interview. A, a paper came. Uh, what was this? Uh, application form, right? I would write uh, your your qualification, whatever. And then I remembered expected salary. I would I, I, I had put in $1,200. Okay, that, that okay. was... Basic one thousand yeah. dollar chef came. Finally, he said, "What are you here for?" I said, "I want to cook." Yeah. And then he said, uh, he looked at me, <laughs> "Give me your papers." I said, "I don't have papers." Oh, like your experience and all that, all of that. He wanted to know. Even that. even I I only graduated N level. I don't have anything else. So he said, "No, you cannot become a commie or a cook. You have zero experience." I remember the word he said. Here you're working like commandos," he said. I said "What do you mean commandos? I'm at loss, you know." <laughs> and then um, come, let me show you around. So he showed me around. Everything he showed me, literally wowed me. Like, like Everything I didn't, was I didn't, organized and all of yeah, that. I didn't express it, mm. but I saw first time I saw Europeans like working in suits. Yeah, I saw chefs. You no know, professional, professional. He said, "Do you want a job or no?" I said, "Yes, I want to work here." He said, are you currently working? I said, yes. And that was like a Monday or Tuesday, something like that. Mm. He said, he removed that, that paper and then he, he cancelled out. He put 700. And then oh, I yeah. said, no way. In my heart, I said, it's just $500, $500 too much. You know, like yeah. $500, I could buy so many things. You know, like those days, so young, I would be like, exactly. oh, I could buy cigarettes. I could buy, you know, <laughs> stupid Those stuff. were the kind of things on your list. Stupid <laughs> stuff. My brain was so stupid. Like, so um, I said, yeah, okay, sure. Then he said, come on Wednesday. Come on th- like two days after that interview. I said, I got to wow. resign. I got to do this. Yeah. I got to do that. So I said, okay, sure, I will come. So I went back to my old job. So it was like a, it was like a nightlife place. right? Yeah. I would work from 6 p.m. to 2, 2 a.m. Yeah. kind of thing. Uh, the place has already closed for a long time now. Uh so I went to the chef. I said to the guy, I got a new job. Okay. So, so he said, why? You know, why you need to leave me? You know, so I got a better job. I got a place at Les Amis. <laughs> Le, <laughs> like, Le Ami? Les Amis, right? It's yeah. Les Amis. So I said, I got a place at Les Amis. And he said, oh, shit, really? That's big for you. Yeah, he, he knew that place. I said, oh, yes, I got it. How much is he paying you? So I was paid. Back then, 1,002. That place paid me 1,002. Really? Yeah. Oh, so, I said, so it was like a step down for you from like no, the but, money but, point of view. But listen, so I told him, they're paying me 2,000. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> so maybe he can like increase it for you. Yeah, so he said, or he tapped my back, said, you know what, good for you, good for you. I think you should go. Good play, they pay you better, go. So it came, came to my first job, first day, for a good one month, mm. you know, I didn't even touch a pillar. Not even okay. a pillar. He wouldn't let you in the kitchen. Nothing. All I did was wash salads, right, mm. in ice cold water. It really hurt your hands, no? Mm. Um, pot wash, uh, scale fish, and that's it. Mop the floor, sweep the floor, mop the floor, sweep the floor, wipe uh, wipe the table. That's it. Throw away garbage, you know, clear the garbage, this. After one one kept me thinking, you know, like... Uh, why? Maybe this was the wrong decision. Yeah, why, right? Why, why, why I do this? 
I'm young. I'm, I'm full of energy. Yeah. So it it was it was a point where where that disciplined you. You know, Mike Tyson said, uh, "Discipline is something you do over and over again, and those things are things that you don't enjoy doing. Yeah. That's discipline. You know, you you act like you enjoy it, but you don't enjoy it. So I was doing that mm. slowly. Uh, they told me to do asparagus. Okay, right? like one step up yeah, every time. Exactly. So oh, start doing herbs. This is not. This is a stupid job. <laughs> yeah. so, but still, like, I felt but you very privileged. Somewhere, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, cut butter, you know. Okay. Cut butter, you know. <laughs> French butter. Um, yeah, slowly, slowly, I end up working two years in that place. So the no chef way. is called Justin Quack. He was the he was the star of the Singapore chef. He was Chinese, but he trained in France many years. Just that small part it takes so long to explain. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> and <laughs> That's then, fine. Yeah, and then uh, I think uh, every meal. Singaporean has to go through a service, national service. Okay. So that letter finally came. I had to go and serve my country. Uh, I was given a, a, a vocation to do firefighting, do your medical check, report to a camp, like okay. a like a certain camp. Okay, that's it. You're you're a rescue. So first, I was a rescuer. Hmm. So you go to for a three month. Uh, um, what do you call that? Like a basic military training. Yeah. After three months, they will send you to a unit. So my unit was firefighting, but I was still the cook in the fire station. No way! You yeah. used to cook for everyone there. Yeah, time to time I would do barbecue and all that. I was still <laughs> a cook, and um, I would do part-time jobs for the same Lezami restaurant. Okay, so I would come back and time. do part-time mm-hmm. jobs. So I was still cooking, although I was, you know, doing. Physical work, but I was still cooking. And then, finished that, I said to myself, I want to get out of Singapore. I'm sick and tired of Singapore. So how old were you by then? Like, So you're done with your chef gig, then you're done with the firefighting. Uh, so how old were you when you were just, you said you wanted to move out of Singapore? Yeah, I think what, um, 21, 22. So I got an offer to work in a South Pacific Island. It was called Solomon Islands. Okay. Okay. Nobody, not many people know this. Uh, this place. Uh, the city is called Honiara. So, uh, job offer came. Uh, offer letter. The title or the letterhead said um, Pacific Casino Hotel. So I said, "Wow, this must be Las Vegas." Or it must be so Ma- fancy. <laughs> Ma- Macau, Hong Kong, like that. You know. There, there was no way for you to research anything back then. Yeah, so like not using Google nothing, or anything? Nothing. There was no Google back then. There was really? probably Yahoo and all that, but it wasn't much. Wiki or something? No, no, Wikipedia. nothing, 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 no. nothing, nothing. Signed and took the job. You accepted it without like looking into it because you just wanted... I want to get out. Yeah, you just wanted so to get one out. Of, one of the bosses flew to Singapore and met me. He looked. He looked very rich. He looked uh, fancy, fancy, <laughs> posh. You know. So I enjoyed talking to him. I said, "This is gonna be a great place to work." <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. I'm, I'm guessing it wasn't. <laughs> so, I flew first time in my life in my family, the first guy to 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 immigrate or to 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 fly out. 
in family, you know. It was very hard for That's me. That's so interesting, though. Yeah, it was very hard. So, uh, so I'm the first in the family to actually fly out and work. So it was quite difficult, you know, my mom, my dad, and all that. So yeah, they must be worried about you as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared too. You no, know, I, I never took any flight more than 45 minutes. This is seven-hour flight. So I looked out the window. It was, it was daytime. I look out. Trees and trees and trees and trees. No, nothing. Just trees. Say, okay, maybe the city in front. City yeah. in front. Nothing. That was it. Nothing. So it was out of nowhere. It was, it was like a very big island. Hmm. The, the the worst landing ever. It was a World War II, 1942 landing strip. Imagine the American made that airship, uh, that, that landing strip, and it landed on the same since 1942. Oh my God. <laughs> and this is after Singapore. Like Singapore, Singapore is such a developed, modern yes. country. And then you... You you were probably thinking, oh my god, can I just get a flight back already? Yeah, well, I was I was very worried, you know. I was a big tough boy, you know. Yeah. Big, big boy wants to work overseas. Okay, now, okay. So drove down. Took about an hour to drive to the hotel. It was a only two floor hotel, mm-hmm. and then small little uh, casino. Okay, that was the place where that you had to work. Place. That was the place. Okay. So I came in. Uh, saw my bosses they were i don't know how to explain they <laughs> they, they, they 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 were literally gangsters you know okay yeah and then that was like you were not expecting that obviously you were no. pro- expecting professional people no. so where were you staying like what was your accommodation like was it like a hut or was it like a proper house we had a house i had to share with my okay. manager um, she was from Fiji. Uh, yeah, it was like that. It was just... It was a wild experience for you, right? Yeah, it was just work, home. Honiara is one of the most dangerous places to live in the world. So how long did you stay there? I stayed there one year. Really? Yeah, so there is no police. There's no policing. There's military only. It was, it was something else, huh? So... People who come to eat in the restaurants are government officials, um, yeah, high rank officers from this and that. You don't have tourists. Zero tourists. <laughs> Zero tourists. Maybe 10% residents, you know, and mm. most of them are Chinese. Funny thing, they are Chinese. They have businesses, they have Chinatown. Look, I left, I left Solomon Islands, and a few months later, the city got burned, ground, burned down to the ground. Yeah. Okay, what? That is in the news. I'll share you really? the news. Yes, okay. I left. I think just a few months you after. Got so lucky, like yeah, you left. Th- there right was a racial riot. There was a racial riot. So people who lived okay. in that country were tribes. They have tattoos on their face. The tribe, tribal people. They would kill and then run back to the jungle. You know, a guy would be jealous of the wife because she's smiling to another guy. Another guy. guy Oh my lord! Yeah, throw in the market. You've had a wild life. I feel like you've lived a lot of different lives. I work one year without a single day off. I'm not exaggerating. No weekends or anything. I mean, what would you do there on a weekend, anyways? Because you're mentioning, right? Like there was, in, there wasn't anything to do. Was if, I, work, if, I, if I'm lucky, yeah. If I'm lucky, uh, uh, a friend would would invite me. Let's go fishing. That's like a hands-on experience. How do you think all of these experiences have helped you to be who you are right now? Like managing different restaurants? I try to keep things very simple. Hmm. 
I don't like to overcomplicate or try to be corporate. I'm not a corporate person. I was never trained to be corporate. So I like I like communication. I like people to talk. Uh, whether it's going to be good or bad, painful or, you know, uh, talk. And and my processing uh, style of, of, you know, when I get an information, when I process, I, I, I tend to be uh, quite uh, quick in, in responding. I mm-hmm. like to do things immediately. I don't like to wait. Ines, my wife, works with me. Okay. She's like, uh, she's like my legal counsel. Okay. In <laughs> All in one. She's black and white. I'm a little bit grey, right? Sometimes my my thought process of my decision making is very emotional. She's very yes or no. Okay, very practical. Yeah, I hate to say this. And I don't wanna, I don't wanna acknowledge this too much, but she's always right. <laughs> <laughs> Women are always right. What can I say? <laughs> intu- I hope she's listening to this. She'll be very happy. <laughs> her, her intuition, is it? Yeah. It's or gut good. feeling. Mm. Or most of the time, right. I don't know why. How how things are always like that. I sit back and not relax. I sit back and make sure um, the strings are all fine tuned. The melody is good. And you won a Michelin star for Eleven Wood Fire, which was, I mean, in any chef's career, that's such a career-defining moment. How was it like for you? How did you feel? And what was the impact on your career after you received the Michelin star? You know, to say happy or overjoyed, you know, that's that's uh, that's a simpler way to, to explain it. But... It, it it didn't happen, that star didn't happen to me on that particular year. I've always worked in very, very good places. Like like from the start, no? Les Amis, hmm. very good. Exactly. That was a three-star Michelin now, still. It's a three-star now. Because really? back then, there was no... There was no Michelin star. There was no Michelin star. Oh. So it's three-star now. Okay, then there's another place that I worked. It's called Saint-Pierre. It's a two-star place, so I've 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 always had uh, uh, this in me, right? You manifested it, I think. Yeah, I always wanted to work in. I only wanted to work in very good places after Les Amis. Hmm. and I somehow I somehow have this in me that when it's my place, it will be like that. It hmm. has to be like that. I'm not I'm not saying anything big about me, but yeah, you're just like you like. You, you're like a perfectionist. No, no, I'm not a perfectionist. No? I'm never okay. a perfectionist. I'm a control freak. I didn't really care for the star, to be honest. Mm. I didn't really care for getting the star. What I, I, what I really cared about was... Like, uh, you know... Now you see, now like, okay... I don't know how to really put in words. Mm. Like now, now I'm I'm telling people like, okay, um, after all these years, look. Yeah, I'm a back. Michelin star chef. Yeah, look who's back. Or look, That's pretty cool. You know, going back, I I had to hire some staff, right? And nobody wanted to work for me or with me because I was nobody. This was 2016. Okay. 
I went to buy vegetables, you know, in plastic bags, Union Co-op in Al Safar Road. This guy is cleaning my car. Tried, I, I told him, you know, I, I got to go now. And I saw his hands full of burn marks, you know. See what's wrong with you? Yeah. So he said, I'm from Nigeria. Um, I, I, I got burned because I went into a burning house to save a nephew or a cousin. Oh my God. He burned, burned, burned victim. Then I looked at him like, oh God. man, you're Superman. Exactly. You're a hero. This shows your heart. Mm. This, this, no, you, you, you're risking your life in and out. I said, rather than you, you stand out in this heat, washing cars, come and work in my restaurant, I'll make you my dishwasher. Okay, he came in. This was for three fields, right? Three fields, yeah. He came in and worked. He struggled, you know. He couldn't understand the system. He couldn't. Mm. No, he he was a he was a rough person, like rough yeah. guy, Nigerian, from Lagos, you know, kind it of like that. It took him time to learn. Yeah, this guy has no clue in restaurant, and now he's my junior sous chef in Goldfish. What? Yeah. That's such an interesting story. Yes. Oh my god. He's married. You've has a, changed his life, like as a kid. It was like fate. Like you were meant to see him. You were meant to meet him. And yeah. Now he's still working with you. That's because amazing. Because when when I went for an interview in Lesami, my my I didn't exactly. have paper too. So when I saw him, just looking at him, the character, hmm. this guy could 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 do anything. He went into a burning house. Yes. What else? And now Tell he's him. like washing cars and like. Yeah. In in the Dubai heat as well. Yeah, what's what's peeling ten kilos of onion? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. So he's my junior sous chef. He's married. He has a kid. He drives a car. Wow, amazing. He was washing cars. Can you imagine? That's so good. He's come a long way. Yeah, I I just provided probably what got just some training like in the beginning. Obviously, in the beginning. People don't understand how the kitchen works and everything, but I think with time you can learn anything. Yeah. So do you visit all your restaurants like weekly or how do you manage Every that? day. Every day. So Every day I pop into I don't want. Okay. So okay, walk me through this. So you have two in Sharjah, I think. One in uh, one in Dubai, one in Abu Dhabi. Two in Dubai. Two in So two in Goldfish Dubai. and Woodfire is in Dubai. Okay. Abu Dhabi we have Otoro. And then I'm a Food consultant or creative consultant for 53 in New York. So every day I wake up, check email, check WhatsApp, see what's what happened last night, reports, see the revenue, what happened, mm. this happened, complaints. I process that, you know. I drink a coffee and I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, what should I do? What should we do? My kids wake up and that's one hour, two hours of them. You know, okay. They're full of energy, you know, they, they, they cannot yeah. sit alone. They make a mess once here, 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 everywhere. How old are they? So, three girls, 14, 8 and 6. No, sorry, 14, 9 and 7. Okay. Yeah, their birthday just passed. So, that needs to be sorted. And then I go to one restaurant. If there's a meeting in Sharjah, I go to meeting in Sharjah. Yeah. If there's a construction needs to be seen, I go to construction. If there's a menu tasting, I go to menu tasting. My job is problem solving. Okay. Yeah, people know me as Akmal the chef. Akmal, the, this guy can cook this, can mm. cook that. But all I do... <laughs> is solve problems. Is sort out stuff. But it comes to something very, very serious. Yeah. Okay, I need to take a decision what to do. 
And then you call your wife. <laughs> no, mostly no. Okay. Mostly wife is how do we move forward in okay, terms of the business? Grow? Yeah, how yes. do we grow okay. money? All that payment. So that's that's how it is. Have you inspired any of your daughters to get into cooking? My daughters are very spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> do you cook for them? Time to time, yes. Yes. Uh, but mostly they they go to my restaurants because they're spoiled. So they they like we want sushi today. So they get to go to Goldfish or if we are Abu Dhabi, Gotoro. We want steak. They go to Wood Fire. You know, mm. very spoiled kids. So I would like them to be able to work with me, not for me, work with me. So I have a company and I don't work in the kitchen. Not yeah. necessarily need to cook, but if any of them or all of them would like to say, okay, I'll be your creative designer yeah. for the restaurant, I would be finance, I would be HR, happiest Perfect. dad in the world. Perfect, you know, yeah. because I need this. Sorted within the house, you have the whole company. Exactly. <laughs> 2021, I was easy, so busy, okay. you know, like it was... Because starting up a new place, it, it requires a lot of... People were locked down. Oh, right? yes, Everyone yes. was like, no, everybody get out. It was so difficult. So, yeah, everybody wanted to eat. Everybody, it's 2021, so many new restaurants opened, you know? Yeah. Did you realize? I think during COVID, people were just like brainstorming and coming up with a lot of different ideas. And then as soon as like, you know, the quarantine and everything was over, there were just like 10, 20 new restaurants. Oh, more. Yeah, like I think in Dubai especially... Every week, there's like at least five restaurants yeah, opening, right? E easy. It's crazy. Like the competition is just insane. Easy. You know, when I first started with those guys, with Three Fields, right? 20, 2016. There was nothing in Dubai. Three Fields was like one of the pioneers. Nothing. There was nothing. And me being independent and serving no alcohol was unheard of. My sous chefs that I, I brought back then to view the place, they looked at me and like, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> but again, like I told you, I, I make decisions like this, you know? Like just, just on the spot. Yeah, just on the spot. And look what it turned out to be, you know? That's amazing. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, you moved from Singapore to Dubai. And this was obviously to start up new restaurants and everything. What is something that you still miss about Singapore? And is there... A reason that would that would make you move back to Singapore? Or you like Dubai? Uh, That's a tough question. Yeah, <laughs> Channel News Asia did an article about me. Uh, I think last few weeks, two weeks ago. The title was uh, like you're underappreciated back at home. Yes. That's why his talent oh. is for somebody else. Kind of, kind of like that. How did you feel about that? Yeah, I felt like that. You know. I'm a, I'm a, my community is the minority in Singapore. You know, okay. Singapore is, it's prominently, uh, you know, Chinese, 80%. So yeah, minority, uh, my, my race, um, people don't see them as chefs, right? Uh, we are more like, uh, the general worker, okay. right? Uh, those days, not now. Now we have now bankers, yeah. lawyers and all that. So that's why I left. I left because I was good, not because I wanted to leave. Yes. I got headhunted. 
I was good, and I when I saw salary comparison, it was amazing. Yeah. Right. This was 2013. I had offer from Moscow. I had offer from London. I had offer from Bangkok. And Dubai was last. And you know, funny thing, I didn't want Dubai because I got a lot of friends who came to Dubai. Okay. And came back here disappointed. Because right? maybe they didn't find the right job or something like that. Because Dubai lifestyle can be expensive, by the way. Not lifestyle. They didn't like the culture. They didn't okay. like the work culture. I mean, hmm. they didn't fit in. So the offer came, and I'm like, uh, no. Not interested, and then the, they actually came to Singapore and oh, met me. Like yeah, they flew to Singapore. They really wanted you. <laughs> they wanted to look for the right person, so yeah. four of them came, ate in the restaurant that I worked, had a meeting at night, and then one of the manager or director said, "We'll fly you in. Just have a look." I said, nobody, nobody does this, no? Normally, yeah, exactly. normally we fly in, food tasting, this exactly. and that, no? Fly in, everything. So, when I flew in, and they said, you can bring your wife too. So, I brought my wife also. First time in my life, I flew. It was a BMW uh, limousine, you know? Oh, it was like <laughs> a know? whole fancy experience. Yeah, it was a November, end of November thing. Weather was really good. Yeah. So nice cold towel in the car, <laughs> drove down, <laughs> went to Royal Meridian, Royal Meridian. Uh, so that that was the, the place. I'm like, what is this place? <laughs> is this heaven? <laughs> yeah, bread and breakfast, this mm. and that. I had meeting, go lunch. And obviously, nice dinner, yeah. Zuma. <laughs> Has to be Zuma. So Zuma, I'm like, blow my mind. So I'm going to move yeah, here. Yeah, nice. Honestly, Dubai is just perfect in every way. I feel like it takes you just a couple of days to fall in love with it. It's because it's so, uh, it's red carpet service, is it? Yeah. Even um, the customer service here is just next level. When you nope. travel, you realize how important that is, what we have in Dubai right now. So basically, with your busy schedule, what is one thing that you do to disconnect with everything? And when was the last time you actually did it? Just like disconnect with everything work-related, basically. You know, that question really don't exist. Okay. Yeah, it's so hard to disconnect. Mm. That's a problem, to be honest. Um, everything affects you because pretty much all my restaurants are new. All learning to walk, in a way. Exactly. Needs a lot of attention, needs a lot of uh, nurturing, you know. I try to, time to time, uh, so difficult, you know. I blame the phone, you know, because... It keeps you connected all the time. Oh my God, yeah. it's... Uh, oh, get the phone, get the Apple Watch, get this, you <laughs> know. Everything is like connected to you. <laughs> I, I haven't figured out this yet, to okay. be honest. So, maybe I don't want to do that yet. Um, I just turned 40. I want to give another five years of... You know. So you'll disconnect in like another five years. I mean, you can do it partially, but I, I understand because you have a lot of responsibilities. So many different restaurants yeah. in different Emirates and UAE, like even traveling back and forth. 
So you can't completely disconnect. And I think till now, whoever I've interviewed, they've, they're going through the same problem as well. They're, yeah. They find it hard to disconnect. And maybe on Instagram, you, you'll see me nicely, maybe eating somewhere, yeah. going to the pool a bit. But you know, it's never disconnected. It's like you're checking your phone. You keep constantly checking your phone. Yeah, in a way. Since we're talking about dining in Dubai, do you have any restaurant that you like to dine at, like other than your restaurants? In Dubai? Yeah. Or like in UAE? In UAE, um, I think one very, very solid restaurant I always enjoy. Always, uh, you know, I, I, I look up to is Tasha's group. Okay. Man. Yes, I've heard a lot about yeah, it. I've, I've heard their breakfast is really good. Natasha Sidris, she's a, she's a beast. <laughs> and you know what? I like how she runs things. I like how she carries herself. Mm. No air about her, no hoo-ha. This woman works like a sniper, hides behind somewhere, camouflage, and shoots the target. Nice. She knows what she's doing, basically. She's my inspiration. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And with all this success, how do you stay grounded? Like, who's that one person who keeps you grounded? God keeps me grounded. I I believe in ups and downs. There's always ups and downs. Hmm. Um, when you're high up or you're going up, just keep calm. Just no need to... Don't get arrogant. Yeah, no need to, you know, knock on the gong and walk around the village because tomorrow there is going to be a down. Okay, so for the last question, what is something your younger self would not believe about your life today? Oh, how how yeah. my younger self would see me today? Yeah. Would, would believe? Oh, wow. This one, this one has phases. How do I put this? You know, I I grew up in a very conservative family. You know, mm. uh, uh, we were not poor. We were not poor. Okay, we, we my parents were okay. We're good. They they had cars. You know, we could drive in Singapore. But uh, I w- I wasn't I wasn't uh, uh, pressed or or told to be. We're gonna be lawyer. We're gonna yeah. be doctor. Okay. No, no. But I, I wanted to do my things, right? I wanted to be a musician, play yeah. the drums, and and then ended up being a cook in the kitchen. So from being a cook in the kitchen, my my aspirations or what I wanted to do was to be the head chef, to work overseas, come back, and celebrate it as a chef. And you're doing all of that right now? Which yes. is amazing. So you wouldn't believe that about yourself? <laughs> no, I didn't even, I wouldn't be, even be thinking or yes. even having, a, oh, sit here and tell a life story. No way. I would, not even halfway. <laughs> That's amazing. Honestly, so proud of you. And this podcast has been so good, but we have two more segments left. One is a rapid fire and the second one is the bigger picture challenge. Okay. So we'll start with the rapid fire. Okay. I'm going to ask you questions and just answer them as quickly as you can. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Moment in your life that didn't feel real. Today. Last movie you watched and loved. 
Uh, what's this called? Top Gun. Favorite fast food spot? I think Jollibee. A personality trait you don't like? Show off. Hmm. And what is your most common nickname? AK. A country you've always wanted to explore? Argentina. Name a person who inspires you. I cannot think anyone. Really? Okay. I, I have to, maybe it's too many. Like uh, <laughs> Her Johari. What is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Bull's testicles. <laughs> and what is your favorite quote from a book or a movie? <laughs> Be good to people. What is happiness to you? Happiness is when I do good to four people. Okay, that's really nice. Okay, next is the bigger picture challenge. So we have our sketchbook. Okay. And you have to draw a picture under a minute. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So how are your sketching skills on a scale of 1 to 10? Six, maybe. <laughs> okay, that's good. Draw something that reminds you of your childhood from Singapore. Something that takes you back. Show you? Yeah. Oh, you're done. In like 24 seconds. Sneakers, S soccer football. Boots, soccer boots. Oh, soccer boots. okay. You used to play a lot of soccer there? I like playing soccer. Well, I was never too good at playing soccer. You know, I, I like watching. Back then, the Singapore football team was so good. I would put posters up on, oh, on, okay. on the players, you know. They were, they, they, those days were people like, I don't know, I, I'm sure you don't know them, but it's Fandi Ahmad, Abbas Saad, all those okay. days. They were, they were the, the lions, they call it. So I really enjoyed watching football. Uh, but I, I couldn't, I really wanted to be a football player. But, but no. that was something, I mean, you did like 10 other things, so it's okay. <laughs> no, it was one other big thing, was to help the family. So I didn't, I wasn't going to be a football player anyways. But okay. you know, it reminds you of your childhood. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much no, for being part of this podcast and sharing your story with us. It was so amazing and it's so inspiring. I'm sure everyone who's listening got really inspired as well. Don't forget to like, comment and share and subscribe to the channel to stay tuned for all the other upcoming stories and episodes. <laughs>